So I'm glad we were able to finally kind of connect. I just started recording just so you know. Okay. Um, yeah, so we can kind of, can you hear me and see me okay? You don't have to see me if you don't want, I guess. But. Yeah, I can see you and hear you. Perfect. Um, so I guess just for, we'll just, just do like a quick intro. So for yeah. anyone who's kind of listening here today, my name's Kaylee Wright. I'm a PTSD recovery coach and I'm here with Jennifer Reddy. And we've been working together for about actually six months to the day. Um, through Broken to Unbreakable, the PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So we thought, and and Jen, this was kind of of your genesis too, that it would be a good idea to have a quick chat and answer some questions and um, maybe just try to continue to spread the hope, the belief, and the positivity that, you know, for one, people aren't alone in this. And for two, you know, this is something that we can recover from and and heal from and continue to work and move forward even when it kind of feels hopeless at times. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So I have kind of a list of questions here that, you know, we talked about a little bit. Um, okay. So, you know, tell me a little bit about what life looked for looked like for you in 2018. So we started working together at the end of January. So I thought 2018 would be a good threshold as a kind of yeah. before. So 2018, that was a year of transition. Um, my husband was looking for a job for several months so we can move here to Kentucky. He ended up finding one uh, during the summer, actually in spring. He moved, he moved down here ahead before we did because I had to let our son finish school. Um, so there was a lot going on. I had to you know, pack my stuff, I uh, did a lot of purging, um, just tying up loose ends. So it was a big year of transition. And I'll be honest, I'm not the best with big changes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess you could call them growing pains. So there's a lot going on. Um, I thought a lot about how I was going to get back into school. So that was still in my radar. And um, we so we moved to Kentucky during the summer, and it was there was just a lot going on, and I was doing the best that I could. Uh, I will, I won't lie, it was really stressful, um, very stressful. I had some really rough days uh, when my husband wasn't here. I mean, wasn't with us in Ohio. It sort of brought back a lot of bad memories of past trauma that happened before. So put that on top of the big transitions and it's kind of a perfect storm for having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's what 2018 looked like for me. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, uh, you know, I, the moment of transition, transition sounds just like a good word to describe that year for you. And I think they say like moving is one of the most stressful things that yeah. you can do in life and especially kind of a big move and you know, you're moving and now your, your family is apart for a little while trying to wrap things up. And, and so that's, that's a great word for that. And, you know, like since then, so in 2019 so far, how has that changed? Wow. It's changed so much. It's like, it's night and day. When I started the program in January, I didn't know what to expect, but I had high hopes. 
I was tired of PTSD controlling my life. I know I had it. It's, I made the decision. I'm. I'm. This is gonna be the year that I'm gonna heal. I'm gonna make big leaps, and that's what I've done with this program. Um, just for for anyone that's watching or listening, I approached Kayleen because I wanted to talk about how this program has changed my life, and I want other people to know that there's hope. There is hope that you can heal. And that's what I've done. I started the program. I started, I saw results very quickly. That surprised me. I, I didn't even know that was possible. So I, little by little, uh, with each um, section of the program, I was taking my life back. And I'm a lot more functioning right now. I, my cognitive uh, functioning is back. Uh, I do have my days. Uh, I'm able to regulate my emotions a lot better. And I feel like I have a lot more control over what triggers me and a lot more control over my my sleep life. So it's just really night and day. Uh, life is great right now. And I'm I'm so excited that I, I get to look forward to the rest of my life. And Kayleen, you're awesome. I thank you for <laughs> designing this program. Uh, it just it means a lot to us, uh, you know, on the other side um, of the program for for your clients. We we just I thank you uh, for doing what you've done with your program, and I think it's amazing. Thank you, Jen. I I, I appreciate all the kind where you always have so many nice things to say. And I, I truly appreciate it. And to be honest, and we'll get to this in, in kind of a second, but it's people like you that like make this so amazing and people who put in the work and, you know, d take the steps and, and do the things that are necessary to do and, and continue to move forward and spread this hope and this belief and, you know, approach me to do something like this to, to help even more people just like warms my heart and inspires me in such big, huge ways. So I want to thank you right back at you because your attitude and everything has been amazing over the past couple months and you, you rock. And I know I say that all the time, <laughs> you, you do, you rock. Thank you. You're welcome. You deserve it. And then, you know, in regards to like, I have a question, you know, was there an aha moment? Was there a moment or a turning point for you where you like you knew things had to change you know for some people it's like absolute rock bottom for other people it's like a random like moment either during the day or within a relationship or was there a moment for you where you knew that you were just like because i know you said like 2019 is going to be your year right you said that you were going to work with this and heal this and was there a moment for you that inspired that change that made that happen yeah, um, it was probably a couple of things. First and foremost, my relationships. PTSD can wreck a relationship, as you know. Um, and for the record, my husband, he's a combat veteran, and he too has PTSD. So put two people with PTSD together, and uh, it's, you know, a lot of ups and downs. So... 
my my relationships were really suffering um, with all my family members. Uh, my sister in Texas, my mom in Maine, um, my my son and my my husband. So that that was really uh, one of the main points that made me decide like I have to do something. Something has to change. Um, also, I I'm just gonna be honest. I am a recovering self harmer, and I just thought. What I put myself in like my son's shoes. What if my son was doing this? How would I feel? And it's really, really sad when you put it into that kind of perspective. I so I decided like I cannot do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. It's so self-destructive. And when when you're in that kind of a mindset, I mean, the only way is down, a really quick spiral down. So those were the two main things that made me decide something has to change because I'm afraid I'm afraid I'll go to a place that I will I will regret for the rest of my life. So that's how that happened. Thank you for sharing that. Relationships can be such a powerful motivator on both the, both those types of everything there was kind of relationship related. And just while it's on my mind, because you were one of the first people to to say this. So it's it's you and your husband and your son. And you told me a story once about some sort of kind of um, tiff or argument or whatever was going on. And we were talking about pattern interrupts. And I don't know if you want to just share real quick what your idea was and now I share it all the time I don't know why I didn't think of it before but you said you know having all these toys in the house and living with boys and what your <laughs> solution for pattern interrupts were okay this is really silly but um what makes my husband my husband and my son laugh really easily is fart sounds yes <laughs> it's true and when you and I were talking about how to break that pattern of fighting and just getting to, you know, zero to a hundred in a second, um, I I came up with the idea of using humor because humor is a really quick way to cut the tension and redirect, you know, your brain. So I did try it a couple times. Uh, my son has a little toy. It's like a little piano, and it makes different fart sounds, <laughs> <laughs> and it actually worked. So I, I believe that with different things you're experiencing with PTSD or mental health in general, you are kind of forced to think creatively and solve a problem creatively. So that's what happened, and humor really does help. I'm I'm glad you shared that, and I I remember that like clear as day. I was like, why didn't I think of that before? And yeah. I, it like just made me laugh so hard on the phone that day. Um, and it's been something I've shared with a lot of people, and they've yeah. really really liked, it. especially a lot of people that live with boys for whatever reason. Right. Boys think farts are so funny. Um, so, and I love the way you say, you know, when, when we're in arduous situations, we have to learn how to think creatively. And on top of that. Thinking creatively with humor is this special, special power and can and can give a lot 
to the healing journey and to life in general, you know, because at the end of the day, my dad used to say this to me, he said, hey, like, no one's getting out alive, so you might as well have a good time, right, no matter what the situation. Good Um, point. So I love that you incorporated humor (laughs) and and fart noises, Um, so that's (laughs) awesome. Uh, So my next kind of question here, you know, what were the biggest successes along this journey so far for you? And you know I'm someone who's huge on, like, little successes. So when I say big successes, I mean kind of all successes, but but right. big in regards to kind of where you were and where you are. And, and you know, for, like I always talk about for some people, it's just getting out of bed in the morning and that's a huge success. But tell me a little bit about kind of your biggest successes to this point. So a few of my, my biggest successes, I'll just start with, I, I'm able to enjoy life. I am able to enjoy spending time with my family, with friends. Uh, I can live in the moment rather than living in a mindset of, uh, I guess, reacting. Uh, There's another word I can't, it's on the tip of my tongue, but um, so instead of just waiting like a sitting duck for PTSD, you know, know, the symptoms, to arise, you're actually taking action and preventing those symptoms from even happening in the first place. So that gave me the freedom to live life and enjoy life without having fear and like having the fear in the back of my mind, you know, that made me feel like I was just waiting for something bad to happen all the time. So it, it was a really crappy way to live just waiting for something to happen, waiting to be triggered, um, you know, waiting for your next big, you know, blow up, your anger, anger blow up. So I'm, I'm able to enjoy life, which is huge. Um, when you have PTSD, you, you can feel like you're in this prison. You feel like you're in a prison and you feel like it's never going to end. I know that's a common feeling in the PTSD community. And that hopeless feeling, it is, it's really terrible. You can't, really, you can't live life like that. So I am able to enjoy life. Uh, some other successes. I started school again. A really an amazing opportunity uh, came to me. And I was able to get into a business management program. Uh, It's a two-year college program. It's a new school called Foundry College. And there's a pool of applicants. I didn't know if I was going to get in, but I went for it anyways. And hadn't, if I wasn't in this program, if I didn't feel the confidence that I felt from all the little successes I had in this program, I would have never had the guts to even apply for this program. I wouldn't um, because I was living in such fear that, oh, I'm never going to go back to school. I, how am I going to get my, you know, my cognitive ability back again? I just was, I was very unsure of my academic future. So that was a huge success because I, I love being in school. I love learning. And I, it's a great example to set for my child. 
So that's one huge success. Another one is uh, I started a community service project called Tidy Bright Cleaning Services. Uh, I do have a website. It's tidybrightclean.com. And I've had this idea for a couple years, at least, maybe two to three years. And I felt like there was a need in several communities. So what Tidy Bright is, we offer free cleaning services to three groups of people. So people who are disabled, people who are caregivers, and people who have chronic illnesses. All those different communities have challenges with health in their lives. And I know firsthand how that feels and how hard it is to have just a clean home, a clean environment. And I know that a clean environment is so vital in healing and very, very vital in having, you know, healthy mental health. So I started that about a few weeks ago. And I just had a meeting with a nonprofit here in Montfortville. That's where I live. And it went great. I had a meeting. I talked to some of the members in their support group. And I'm gonna be start I'm gonna start cleaning houses soon. And you know, people out there might not think, oh, cleaning, that's that kind of that doesn't sound great. But to me, I love serving. If I can help somebody in any way. If I can give somebody a little bit of hope, then mission accomplished. That That's what I feel like I'm here for on this earth is just to help people any way I can. So those are a few of my really big successes. Those are huge. And you just have this amazing spirit. And I remember the first time we talked on the phone together and that comes through and this amazing passion to help and to give and that's huge. And of course, you know, it comes from a place of love and it comes from a place of pain and knowledge and, you know, love of community and love of unity. And I think that is so, so cool. I'm so happy for you and excited about that project. And I can't wait to see how it continues to develop. I know it's like really fresh, but um, that is absolutely awesome. So my next kind of question for you is another aha moment. So was there a moment, you know, there was kind of an aha moment with the relationships, like there's enough pain there to say, okay, something's got to be done about this. And, you know, was there another aha moment along your journey, whether through the program or through the actions you were taking along the healing path that you were like, we got this, this is gonna be okay. Was there an aha, like, we got this? Probably two to three weeks after I started the program, uh, your program, I, I started to see results very, very quickly in my sleep life. Um, I used to have a ton of nightmares and night terrors, and those would set me back for at least two to three days. So. When I started seeing results within two to three weeks of the program, I thought, oh my God, like this is what life is like without, with good sleep and without nightmares. It's amazing. So with that success in the bag, I just was thinking, wow, this is only the beginning of the program. 
I can't imagine what I'm going to feel like when I'm done with the program. So what I want people to know is that when you start off with a program or if you're thinking about going into any kind of treatment for your PTSD, start with little goals and uh, but have high hopes. Keep keep your hope high. Expect the unexpected. If you're willing to put in the work, you are going to see results. So what that was my big aha moment when I felt, oh my God, like I can do this. I I'm a very I'm a very hard worker with all areas of my life. I try my best. I believe in giving your 110% in anything you do. So I just applied that work ethic to the recovery program. And I felt like, well, this is something I can do. This is something I could do for myself. And what's, what's amazing is I've been in years, I have been in, I've been in therapy for about five years, very consistently. I've done uh, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, I've done EMDR. Um, those two are great, but it only took me so far. And there's, you can have all the, uh, what's the word, coping uh, skills. You can have so many, but still not live a life of hope. Um, you're not able to live, be in the moment, enjoy life. So. That was the moment when I realized this is something I can do and this is happening. Like it's happening. I'm healing. I'm taking my life back. I'm done with PTSD. You're not going to control my life anymore. And that was the moment when I felt like the rest of my life started. So I was, I was so excited. And right now talking about it, I'm excited. I can, <laughs> can hear it. Thanks. Yeah. It's awesome. It's very exciting when you suffer, when you, I've suffered, oh my gosh, so many years. I've had this since I was very young. I just didn't, I wasn't diagnosed at the time. So just even taking my sleep life back was a huge step in my recovery journey. So that's, yeah, that's what happened in. It's so exciting. <laughs> That's a, I, we can hear your 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 voice change and the the passion, you know, come and kind of go with with the questions and when you talk about tidy bright, when you talk about that those moments and that's awesome and that's such a great quality that you have that you can like emit that um, positivity and those vibes is awesome. So that's that's really cool that you know you you had that moment and it was just like a heck yes moment. I remember for me, what, you know, one of the first times I like slept through the night, I was like, dang, that's cool. Right. right? Like, dang. <laughs> um, and like how, like that's, it was like almost enough for me at the time. I was like, great. One night. Great. Exactly. You felt you know? like you're on top of the world. Exactly. So that's, that's super cool. And um, then I, I do yeah. want to talk about, um, cause you mentioned, you know, I can, I can see your positivity and excitement. I wasn't, I was not a positive person. I will just say that. But with this program, it helped me to change how I think. It helped me to change the self-talk that was going on in my head. 
And I think that's one of the one of the most important things in recovery is changing your thoughts and changing your negative thoughts and your negative beliefs because your beliefs shape your reality. That's like that's it. If you if you believe you're not going to heal, if you believe I'm going to have this the rest of my life, that's what's going to happen. But if you change that that perspective, you I mean the the world is yours. It's right at your fingertips and anything's possible. So this program was it's just been so amazing how it, I'm I'm used to thinking I'm used to thinking positively now. After maybe maybe a couple months, that's when I started realizing that most of my thoughts are positive now. Most uh, even the way I talk, uh, like with my husband, he'll say something. Oh, that's that's not gonna happen, or this is gonna happen. Something negative. And I tell him, no, you cannot say that. You're gonna speak that into reality. You know, words are very powerful, and so are thoughts. So that it's been a huge part of my recovery, and I'm so I'm so thankful for it. Just to have a positive, positive way of thinking and um, speaking. That's amazing, and you know how big I am on thoughts and positivity yeah. and beliefs and stuff, and how much we work on those things. And um, just like I, there's an aha moment for me, you know, when I was on my journey doing the affirmations and changing the beliefs. And there was one time I remember I like looked at myself in the mirror and the thought in my head was like, dang, you look good girl. And I, then I was like, did I just think that like, <laughs> really? And it was, it was a cool moment. So I, I'm, it's amazing to see that shift and that you've noticed that shift and, and to make everyone aware of that shift, you know, that it wasn't always this positive, happy, passionate, you know, and, and that has been, hard work getting to that point, but something that you've changed. That's really cool. So my next kind of question on the other side is, um, you know, what was your biggest challenge along this journey and how did you overcome it? My biggest challenge. Yeah. I think my biggest challenge was learning to love myself, learning to love myself, uh, giving myself credit where credit is due. Along the ways, and I even, you know, I, I, I would talk to you about these moments where I, I felt like I was having setbacks. It sort of put me back in a, a doubtful way of thinking. And um, I thought, oh man, maybe, Maybe I'm not going to heal, but you, you did make me realize we are all human. And as we all know, recovery is not, uh, not a straight line. (laughs) There's a lot of ups (laughs) and downs and that's to be expected. So I felt, um, I think after a couple of successes or some, you know, huge wins in my recovery, I started to gain more confidence and it was like a snowball effect. Uh, you know, little wins here and there and then one big win here. And I started to feel really more confident and I felt like I could do anything. 
That's awesome. I love that. And I love that term snowball effect with that momentum and the winds and just everything. And we, we always talk about the compound effect, right? Just everything you put all this work in and then all of a sudden you yeah. finally get to like reap the rewards of it. And it becomes this, this unstoppable snowball. So I'm, I'm glad that you use that analogy. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was my, my biggest challenge. Um, you know, just giving myself love and just giving myself the room to have the bad days instead of like fighting it really hard. I, I saw the bad day for what it was. I didn't give any more power to it. And then I moved on and that's huge. That, that, that's, uh, that was huge for me. I think that's, that's a big one for a lot of people. I hear that kind of come up a lot is, you know, beating yourself up for having a bad day or, or for being, you know, human. And I, that's something I always like to remind people throughout life, you know, but especially when you're hurt and when you used to get upset and it used to be this big spiral that used to like destroy everything. But, you know, now after doing all this work and healing these things and healing these parts, getting upset can just be getting upset and you can yeah. just feel and, and, and then that can be the end of it. And so not beating yourself up for those days, like you said, and not giving it any more power. That's a powerful yeah. um, way to see it. And actually it kind of transit transit transitions well into my next question, which is, you know, what was the thing that made you successful on this journey? that made you as, as Jen ready successful on this journey, because, you know, like you, you did the work, you know, you put the work in as much as I would love to be able to put the work in for everyone in the world. I can't, right. I can only do so much in regards to support and information. And, yep. you know, you know that like, obviously I'm there for you. I believe in you, but at the end of the day, you're the one who puts the work in. So what was the thing that made you successful? I mean, it might sound cliche, but I didn't give up. I didn't give up. I didn't want to give up. I, um, you know, I, I was at a point where I thought maybe I should apply for disability. Like, that's where my life was going. And I thought, damn, I, I'm still young. <laughs> Heck yeah. God, I have the rest of my life ahead of me still. And I want to do things and accomplish things and you know, have an amazing life. So, um, not giving up. Another one is being consistent. Being consistent is really important because of, as you were saying, like the compound effect, um, there were moments where I, okay, I was falling back into old habits and then I kind of caught myself and, and realized, oh, 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 Jen, you're, you're getting, you know, off the path. It's time to get back on the path again. So being consistent was another reason why I've been so successful. And just keeping, just, you know, staying in the fight and not giving up. And those, yeah, those two things were one of my main reasons why I've seen really amazing results from, from this recovery program. That's awesome. And that is the, the thing I always say, if there's a magic pill in healing, it's consistency and consistency is the only magic pill. And, but I guess if there had to be another one right, right there with it, it'd be consistency and not giving up. So, you know, again, as cliche as it does sound to those listening, 
you know, if you continue to be consistent and you, and you don't give up, you will eventually achieve. And again, with the right um, systems, the right processes, the right knowledge, obviously that always helps and it speeds things up, but consistency and not giving up are the, the magic pill. If you're looking yeah. for a magic pill, that's, that's it. <laughs> I'm glad that you said that. And, you know, there is, there was something, I remember this pretty clearly. There were a few conversations that I remember very clearly with you, but you sent me a bunch of pictures from a, a road trip you went on with your family. And it was a high ropes course, if I remember correctly. Yes. So there is, it's a cavern. It's a castle. It's underground. There's a cavern in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they have this obstacle course. Um, they have several. So, but we went on the obstacle course. We geared up in all this fancy gear. Uh, there's ropes everywhere. There's ladders. I mean, it's it was uh, like the those like American Ninja shows, somewhat like that. So when it was so much fun, but I was uh, I was nervous that day. Uh, it was just one of those days. Uh, my anxiety was a little bit high. Um, we started the obstacle course. There were some people ahead of us, and there were some people behind us. And there was a point in the obstacle course where you had to basically jump on a rope, catch it, and swing yourself about hmm, maybe 10 to 15 feet across. And I remember it so vividly. My husband was cheering me on. I'm like, babe, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm like, I have to at least try. So <laughs> I, I don't really have a lot of upper body strength. I tried it, but I slipped and, um, you know, I fell off the rope. I was still hanging on, um, you know, with all this gear on. But uh, I remember, you know, feeling, oh, my God, I, I failed. And when I got back across to the other side, um, after my husband helped me, I, I felt, okay, this is a life lesson here, Jen. <laughs> this is a life lesson. I can either give up and, uh, I guess, give up on having fun the rest of the day, or I can just get back on the horse and try again. So I'm like, I'm going to finish this obstacle course one way or another. I don't care if it takes me two hours. <laughs> and I, so I'm like, I'm going to do this. And not only that, I'm going to go above and beyond. So I went up to, uh, so there was two levels. I went up on the second level. And I was like, oh, man, I, this is great. I'm slaying it. I didn't give up. And I got my confidence back again. And I felt like you can find a life lesson in almost any situation. But that situation uh, taught me, okay, like this was, it was a big mental uh, roadblock. Um, it was a big mental roadblock. And I thought, I cannot, I can't give up. If I give up, I feel like I'm going to regress. I'm going to regress in my recovery. Um, and now people might think, oh, that's probably dramatic, a little dramatic. But to me, it's not dramatic. It's just realistic. Uh, a lot of situations in life have are tied to your mental health. They're tied to um, 
you know, your, your identity. And that was, that was a really good lesson that not only for myself, but I showed, I showed my husband and I showed my son, he's 10 years old. I showed, I showed him that, you know what, even though life is hard, or even though you come across something that's really, really hard, or you can't, you think you can't do, you have to try. And I think most, most of the time we can surprise ourselves by not giving up and just staying on the course. So that's what that ha- that's what happened. It was really fun. It was a great life lesson. And I, I want to go back again. Um, it's, uh, it was a little expensive, but it's worth it. It's worth every penny. That is awesome. And I remember you sharing that with me and me just thinking like that for one is such a huge win. And for two is like the greatest metaphor. And especially for this recovery journey. And I'm I'm so happy that you ended up sharing that with me whenever that was. And it's cool that you want to go back and you want to do it. And, you know, I remember thinking when you shared that story with me, thinking about my own life and thinking about, you know, I when I was still really struggling, if something like that happened to me, I would have been like, I was the kid on the playground who like threw the ball so no one else could play with it and then stormed <laughs> off, you know? So, and that's what I, I kind of, I related to that, that like that failure um, yeah. thought in, in, in your mind and, and just being able to be like, wait a minute, hold on. No, we got this and we're going to yeah. do it even better, even higher yeah. than we did before. So that's yes, really, I'll show you PTSD. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Heck yeah. So that is, that's awesome. That's amazing. I love, I love that story and I love that analogy. So, and you rock as you know. Uh, thank you. So I got a few more questions for you. Sure. Um, what my, one of my last kind of few questions for you is what advice would you give others who are, in the program to help them get the most out of the program. So fellow students, fellow Broken to Unbreakable members. Um, Advice. I would say, there's like so much I could say. (laughs) Just uh, be easy on yourself. Be easy on yourself. Um, Just keep trying. If keep doing the work even if you don't feel like doing it that day or you're like oh I'm not seeing results and nearly a couple weeks in everyone's journey is different not everybody heals the same way not everybody heals in in the same time you know time frame Uh, just stick with it you know don't give up I think another another good good point is to have support have uh, you know, get your little your squad together. If it's family members, if it's friends, tell people, hey, like I'm doing this recovery program. I'm gonna need your support. So if you know, I just give me some encouragement. Um, you know, know that you know I might come to you uh, to talk about stuff if I'm having a bad day. So I feel like that's really important to to tell people that what you're doing and that you're trying to recover. For a couple reasons, they're going to know that you're in a process of transformation. Uh, with those kinds of processes, there's going to be growing pains. You know, you might have a really bad day or they'll, they'll think, whoa, what's going on? Um, it's because, you know, you're changing and you're growing. Um, another reason, uh, I lost my thought, sorry. 
and I don't know. Oh, another reason is when you tell uh, people about your recovery program, what you're doing, it kind of holds you accountable. There's that level of accountability. Okay, I told somebody, this is what I'm doing. Now you got to do it. You you can't go back. Um, it, it, so it really does help to keep you accountable and, you know, being, uh, staying committed to uh, your recovery journey. So those two things, I would definitely uh, advise people who are in recovery. So support's huge. Support is huge. Absolutely. That's, that's great advice. And I love the accountability factor in that. I love everything that you said in that. I think that's awesome. And, and getting your squad together, getting your team, yeah. whether it's, you know, you, your dog and, and your significant other or your immediate family or just, you know, your close friends. That's super important. We're social beings and, you know, support, you know, this is, this is life. And as hard as that is kind of for, for some people, once we can work with those, those social pieces and that, that anxiety, that is such an important piece. And so then my other question for you in terms of advice is what advice would you give to others who are in the spot that you were in 2018? So when you were in that kind of pain and that transition, what would be the advice that either you would give, you know, to yourself or to someone in that same position? My advice would be ignore the naysayers. <laughs> ignore people who are negative. Ignore the people who are telling you you cannot heal. Ignore people who are telling you you're going to have this the rest of your life because those are flat-out lies. And I, I was that person. I believed it. I'm like, oh, my God. It felt like it was a death sentence. Uh, getting when you get that diagnosis, it's this big black cloud over your head, and it's a damn shame. Um, excuse my language, but you know, there's people in the medical community, uh, mental health providers. They're telling people, you know, you're going to be taking this medicine the rest of your life. Um, you know, this is the best. You know, you'll get or you know, things like that, they're just lies. Don't believe lies. You know, people that people are telling you about how you should heal. Don't let them tell you that you can't or it could only get, you know, this much better. That's uh, my one big piece of advice. Um, that was huge. I think the healing really starts with believing that you can. It all starts with that thought, and it is a choice. And I used to think, oh, okay, positive thoughts, just a lofty idea. But it really is powerful to believe that you can heal. When If you believe that you can't, if you're believing those lies, you're not going to heal. You're going to stay stuck. You're going to stay in a spiral, and you're never going to live the life uh, that you wanted to live. Well said. Better said than than any advice I'd ever given, um, especially kind of on this journey. So that 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 was amazing. That was really really well said, and is is inspiring to hear and to hear from you know different people that have been through this. You know that have boots on the ground. You know that have had experience with all this pain to hear it from from our voices and from your voice and from people who have actually felt the pain 
and it's nothing against the medical community or the mental health community. Right. But, you know, we need to start looking for those references and, and finding people like you, Jen, and people like me and people like all the people that we talk about and that we share about that, you know, are telling you from personal experience that this can be done. And, and, and it's amazing that, you know, that shift that you've had. And that's kind of how I used to think too. I used to think like, oh, positive people, like, okay, I guess <laughs> I'll try, but that's annoying. But, yeah. um, you know, with the right process, it's, it's, it's easy to do and it makes a huge difference. So I'm so happy that you said that. And that's ultimately what we're here to do is spread the belief to everyone in the world. So that's really yeah. cool. That's right. huge. Yeah, it, it's it's the biggest. I, w- I would kind of say that that is number one. Because if you think you can, or if you think you can't, you can't. Then then you're right either way. Yeah, can be exactly. dangerous. So the kind of last thing that I have, and then we could just talk or or whatever. Um, you emailed me. This was I think a couple of months ago, and I took a quote from the email. I hope that's okay. I think that I yeah. sent you this with the questions. You said, you know, I can truly feel myself healing and I'm growing into the woman I've always dreamed of being. And, you know, that was to me, that is one of the moments in in a individual's recovery journey. Whereas that like, aha, like they've got this like all the way they're good to go. You know, tell me a little bit about tell me a little bit about that. Tell me a little bit about, you know, how you would have if it were six 10 months ago, would you have pictured yourself saying that? Would you even have considered that feasible? Uh, tell me a little bit about that quote. No, um, I, I was stuck in a victim mentality. That is such a dangerous place to be in because you don't, you don't give yourself the room to grow. You don't give yourself the room to heal. I was stuck in the victim mentality. I'm like, okay, Oh, all this bad stuff happened. You know, life is so hard. All these, all these negative thoughts. Um, and oh God, I can't believe how much has changed. That was a, that was a terrible mindset to be in. But um, yeah, sorry, it's a, it's a, it's a little hard to talk about. Because uh, when you're when you're stuck in that that mind frame, you feel really hopeless. Uh, but I feel like after starting the program, that anything was possible. I changed uh, my thoughts and my my beliefs and feelings into living an impossible life with PTSD, and I I flipped it. So I kind of flipped it from PTSD to um, post traumatic. Uh, growth and that's how I feel like I I could feel it from the inside and out I could feel like when I woke up in the morning I felt hopeful I felt like yes like I can do this I'm gonna get this done this done I I'm gonna do great things it's gonna be you know a great life that's that was huge I that was huge I just changed my mindset from the impossible to anything as possible. And yeah, I'm super grateful. I'm super grateful that I don't think like that anymore. I'm so, it's just amazing how, how much has changed since I, I just started this in January. 
and it's it, you will see results uh, when you put the work in and you will see results so yeah absolutely that's uh, i mean i'm glad that you say that you know anything in life is you know it's hard work and you can attest to that and so many people can it's hard work but it's so worth it and the hardest things in life give you the greatest rewards and um, you know, I've been in that position where it's it's a little bit emotional to think back to those old thoughts and feelings. And, you know, I'm just I'm super proud of you, Jen. You you rock it on every level. You're consistent. You do the work. You put the work in. You reach out. You ask questions. You have this amazing personality. You know, you move pretty fast, to be honest with you, for a lot of people. And I'm kind of the same way, too. I like to move these days at like 100 miles an hour, which is cool. And, you know, the most important part is, is you have this passion and this love and this desire to help others and, and reaching out to me to, to do something like this is, is so far above and beyond. And, you know, you're a really special person and I'm really proud of you and all the work that you've been in because it's not uh, been easy. No. And I know that and I yeah. know how much work goes into something like this and it's, it's easy to see, you know, to today talk about, okay, six months ago it was like this and now it's like this but those six months are, are, are challenging. So I'm really proud of you for, for all the work that you've put in and for on top of that coming and, and doing Tidy Bright and going back to school and inspiring people in your community. I know, I think you're working with your church a little bit yeah. and nonprofits and then for coming and helping us to spread the belief that you can do this and this is possible. And that is just amazing. So I thank you from the very bottom of my heart for Aww. being who you are and, and doing all those things. Thank you. You're very um, welcome. I, I do want to say something uh, really quick. For sure. Um, to the people who are, you know, in their journey of healing, find find your your thing that, that lights up your life. You know, find whatever is that makes you happy, whatever makes you feel like your authentic self, do more of that. That will feed all the the positive energy you know in you the positive thoughts and feelings do what you love um for me uh acts of service and kindness that that has been a huge part of my healing journey so find your thing um whatever it may be and just do more of it that's awesome and great advice because you know at the end of the day this is your life and and anyone who's listening right now you know, we're, we're telling you that it's possible and hopefully we're providing all this hope and you can start to build these references for yourself. And, you know, this is the only, the only thing you're guaranteed to have is, is, is this right now. Right. And is, and is this life and you're not even guaranteed it forever. No one is. Right. And so finding that joy, finding that humor, making fart noises and ultimately, <laughs> you know, taking this recovery into your own hands. And like Jen said, don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to anyone else who's, who's going to be detrimental to your mental health and ultimately your life. You have to live your life for you. You have to enjoy every moment that you can, even though you're human and some parts suck, excuse my language. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we have to do our best to, to find passion. And it's so cool, Jen, that you find that in such a way where you, where you help people and it comes from such a genuine place. It's, it's amazing. Thank you. And, um, you know, people who are on the fence, if you're, you know, if you're on the fence about whether you want to be in another recovery program 
or if you're at that step where you haven't even seen anybody like any medical professionals for help um talk to kayleen uh ask just shoot her an email or uh you know that you can set up a phone call and kayleen's always you've always been really great at communicating with me you're very timely with your communication and you really really care you can tell that you really do care about the your clients uh in your recovery program so that's uh I guess my last little piece of advice. Well, thank you very much again, Jen. Thank you from the very, very bottom of my heart for doing this. If you have kind of any, I know you kind of said those were your final words, but if if there's anything else you want to share with everyone listening, we can do that now. If not, that's totally cool and we can wrap it up. But again, thank you so much from the very bottom of my heart and soul because I do, I do my best to to be there for every step of the way. And of course I'm only human too, and I'm only one person, but um, I do really care and I'm, I'm really here for it. And that's why Jen and I are both here right now. If you're listening to this, wherever you are in the world, Jen and I are both here, you know, to share this information with you because we believe in you. We love you. We know this is possible and, and, and because we care. Yes. Go get your life back. You know, screw PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't have to be a life sentence. You can, you can just, you can claim your life back and, you know, put your little foot in the door and just, you know, hang on for the ride and, you know, have high hopes and, you know, you can do it. If I can do it, if Kayleen can do it, you can do it too. Absolutely. And I think we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Jen, thank you so much for doing this and for inspiring yes. this and for, for being exactly who you are. Um, I'm looking forward to continue, obviously, connecting with you and talking to you. And so we'll say sayonara to everyone for all now. Right. Jen and I both believe in you. We're here for you. You know, if you have any questions, if you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, whatever it is, you know, I'm always here. Reach out via email. And, um, you know, I'm, we're wishing you the best. We believe in you and you have got this. Yeah. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. It was fun. That would be awesome. This was great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. I'll see you later, Kayleen. All right. Bye, Jen. Okay. Bye. Bye.